Hi folks, welcome to A Different Direction. We cover stories of the strange, document the weird, stuff like that. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode three of Ferris Bueller, Custodian of the People. If you want to reach out to us, you can on Twitter at DiffDirectionPod, or email us at differentdirection at tgifrk.com. We do have a message from one of, the, one of the freaks on the message board this week. Got a message from Sean Holland. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of tweets. First of all, Sean said, For some reason, they moved the TV fairs from Chicago to California. At the debate, you can see the California state flag. You know, I didn't even notice that, but I went back and totally, when they're doing the debate, behind Gary, mm-hmm. there is absolutely a California state flag there. Yeah, this is like the California Ferris. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Like, Chicago, I feel like, is an imp- the fact that it's Chicago is important, I feel like, to the sort of the feeling of the movie. And I feel like it doesn't work really in California. But that's because they drive into Chicago mm-hmm. from some Illinois suburb to like right. spend the day right. because they're skipping school and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do a fun day. Mm-hmm. There's no, there, we haven't skipped any school yet. We've skipped a fair amount of school. And also, it should have been so obvious. How did it not occur to either of us when one of the first things they do is go to the beach, they go to the ocean. I knew that they were in California. It just didn't occur to me that they had changed it. Like, it oh, just it was... occurred to me? I guess, oh, okay, well, it never came up then. It oh, just never occurred to me that, like, it was a change, is what I mean. It just sort of happened. Everything about this Ferris is a change. <laughs> true, true. Sean went on to say, I still think Ferris is the only one who's aware of the movie. Now, I don't know if it's a mental derangement or some kind of magic power. Yeah, it's... But he's not the only one that knows about the movie. Barbara Bush knows about the movie. The people at Wellesley know about the movie. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a delusion. In which case, the Barbara Bush speech would have been a delusion, and so would... And all that, so... It's not a delusion. Right, I'm saying it would have to be... For what was that thing that made me so mad? That show where it was all a kids' dream that you were telling me about? Saying elsewhere, yeah, by this show's creator. <sighs> <laughs> I guess one. it could be a delusion. I mean, he is. Who is he talking to? Like he's talking yeah. to us, R- exactly. Or he's making a documentary. I'm saying. I mean, that's the thing. In this episode we're about to talk about, there's a moment where he refers to, like, us needing to lift our feet so we can vacuum under it, which implies, like... It's a funny joke! Right. But again, it implies a physical, like, existence within... that. Every time he's talking to us, we are physically in the room. Yeah. (laughs) It's called acting. (laughs) Are you not, like, so enamored by the show that you, like... I just get sucked in. I am there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, strangely, that doesn't happen to me. I don't... That is strange. (laughs) Because, like, that means that when, at the end of the last episode, when he turns the lights out for the whole city, we're just sitting in... We're just a person sitting in Ferris's room with all of the lights in the entire city turned off. Okay, so... We're kidnapped. I'm saying. <laughs> so we're kidnapped and being held hostage 
in Ferris's bedroom where yeah. he talks to us about his nefarious plans. Yeah, like the vague idea of like breaking a fourth wall that doesn't make any sense because like where would we be? I'm like okay with it until the moment you add my once you add my physical presence in the room, it changes all of that. I don't really think it does. I really feel like it does. It's sort of, sort of a, a, a a vague framing device that I just sort of allow until until he acknowledges, like, my feet are there. You want everything to make sense, and I just don't care. <laughs> but breaking a fourth wall thing doesn't make sense. Right. In, to, at, the, at the start, and I accept that. That's just a thing that some stories do, and I just accept that. It's only when you add... The physicality of my body into the scene that I think, like, okay, now it makes sense in a way. It, it doesn't make sense in a way. Did you lift your feet? I did not lift my feet. Me neither. <laughs> you zoomed right over those puppies. Sure did. Sure did. Those poor puppies. Uh, Sean also sent a second uh, tweet which said, The first two episodes seem like a series of daydreams. I also think it's kind of weird that Ferris spends almost no time with Cameron. That's true. Yeah, like, I was noticing that, especially... In this episode, mm-hmm. because like Cameron comes up at, at some point and is like, blah, 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 Cameron. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, Cameron. And then that's it. Yeah. The it's one, like, th- sorry. No, go ahead. go ahead. The one thing, the one way that it kind of makes sense to me is I feel like, especially when, uh, uh, for like a teen boy, when like a girl that you're into enters your life, he's just sort of like that becomes the focus and you sort of forget. For a bit to spend time with your friend, and then you're sort of like, oh, okay, now we can reestablish this my, the the tendency. I disagree. <laughs> oh, well, when I was a teen boy, uh-huh. well, okay, Ferris is not obsessed with Sloane. I know he is obsessed uh, with that. Stop. <laughs> okay, go ahead. He is obsessed with Sloane, but he's. Also making plans mm-hmm. with the audience. Uh-huh. And it's not just about... It's just he's doing all these... You know, he's got all these stratagems. Mm-hmm. That he's Schemes doing. and such. Schemes and such. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. He's got, a, he's got a new kind of girlfriend and a new friend. They, when did they ever us. become... Dating. That's why I said kind of. He refers to her as his uh, significant something or other. But in this episode. But I'm saying he's also got another new friend that he's trying to impress. Which is us. Is he trying to impress us? Is he not? We're around all the time. He's constantly talking to us about all of it, like the cool stuff he's going to do. If I was actually there, I'd be like, Ferris, no. I know. Ferris, no. We've been kidnapped. We can't. We're there under duress, but he wants to pretend that we're not. Even more than I'm like, Ferris, no. (laughs) Well, no. I want to go home, Ferris, please. (laughs) By the way, I also found out an interesting bit of trivia. Okay. Which is that this show actually was supposed to be starring Matthew Broderick. And then he was arrested for drunk driving, and so he was actually in jail for drunk driving when they started production on this, which is why 
this actor ended up taking his place, and they were going to replace him with Matthew Broderick, but then the show got canceled. <laughs> they were going to just slot Matthew Broderick into the role when he got out of prison, and then the show got canceled before that could happen. Nobody can see the wild eyes that Diana's got right now in reaction to this, but I'm telling you. <laughs> I I love that. Every show should do some, like, you know, soap opera, just totally different, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, hi, Ferris. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but I remember after like one or two seasons of Lost, the actress that played Kate, they were gonna was like in some kind of like big contract negotiation thing for the following yeah, season. Yeah, with, with the party hotline. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, when I hear that, it's so funny to me because it's like, imagine being one of like the main characters in one of the biggest shows on television, and the idea that the networks are going to be like, we'll just put somebody else in your place. Like, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. You're not going to replace her with somebody else. You're going to pay her the money. So just pay the money. Like, just do it. Because you're going to do it. That's going to happen. There's they no could have put Gritty in there. <laughs> <laughs> just Gritty's okay. on the island, so Kate. Okay. I take back everything I just said. Go back, replace every scene that Kate's in with Gritty. Better show. Much better show. <laughs> Just, you know, no disrespect. Sorry, even though I've forgotten her name, that's entirely because... Angeline Lily. Angeline Lily, thank you. That's just me being bad at names. But literally any of them, if you replace the character with Gritty, it's a better show. Replace them all with Gritty, honestly. No way! It would be funny to have everyone be Gritty except for Locke. <laughs> Agreed. Smoke Monster's orange now. Like, everyone. Now, I mean, Gritty could still be lucky. Just shave him. Bald Gritty. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Disgrace. Yeah, I know. He just looks like a Sphinx cat under all that hair. It's just That's <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I don't look like a Sphinx cat. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Okay, fair. Um, also, thanks, Sean, for yes. your lovely tweets that caused us to bicker with each other. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, right around this episode was Rob Ulin, U-L-I-N. Some of the things that he worked on were uh, Dinosaurs. Or a few episodes of the show Dinosaurs. Five episodes of a show called Safe at Home, which I'm only mentioning because uh, it featured the actor Gary Hudson, uh, who played Aaron Viva. Okay. <laughs> uh, he wrote one episode of Hard Time on Planet Earth, which is one of the ones that's come up a few times. It's a single-season show that I definitely think we need to do, uh, which I didn't realize before yesterday. The main character is played by the head of the Cobra Kai Dojo. Oh, <laughs> uh, who, like I feel like I've I've seen him in almost nothing other than the Karate Kid. Is uh, he an evil character? No, he's the main character. Oh, he's, I only know him as like an evil dojo master. I know, I know. And then interestingly, worked uh, has worked on a number of shows that were 
starring or about stand-up comics because he was on he wrote on Roseanne he wrote on the show Norm he wrote on Andy Richter Controls the Universe and he wrote on My Boys which is the Jim Gaffigan show mm-hmm. so I just thought that was an interesting pattern mm-hmm. well once you get in with one comic <laughs> true that's true and then the director of the episode is Bethany Rooney and I'm gonna say Half of this list before I give it is I'm only giving it because it's relevant because I think Diana will find it interesting. Not oh. necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily super always popular things, but it's things that I think Diana's going to find interesting. So, but not all of it because she directed 12 episodes of Touched by an Angel, which is relevant because it's by the guy that created this show, Alto. Mm-hmm. Alto did some NCIS, four episodes of Criminal Minds, three of Pretty Little Liars, two episodes of a 13 episode miniser- miniseries called Elvis. <laughs> uh-huh one episode of dear john this is just a list for me you, why are you bringing up one episode of dear john because i th- to get this reaction okay and four episodes of saint elsewhere uh also did some of beverly hills 90210 and the reboot 90210 which I didn't even realize existed, or if I did, I forgot, and some Gilmore Girls. So, mm-hmm. those are things that I just thought I found interesting that stood out to me. Was uh, this on the WB? The show? No, this one wasn't. What was this on? Good question. I don't remember now. It, I know it was made by Paramount, but uh, I don't remember. I feel like everything's Paramount. Yeah. There's a lot of Paramount TV yeah. shows. I know that Paramount Plus is, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's just par- Paramount. Yeah. I want to say it was NBC, but I don't know why I think that. I could be entirely making that up. Do you have any content warnings for this episode? Oh! I just thought of one. Oh? That I just realized what was happening. So, maybe it's not. I don't know. There's a weird... Okay. There's a weird running theme in this because the a character who we never actually meet, this will make more sense once I do the recap, was clearly in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a weird running thing about it, even though we never meet him, so it doesn't make sense that it becomes a running thing. Uh-huh. And then later, he's being... Uh, 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 someone who's standing in for him, again, it'll make more sense, is... Like, dragging a character down the stairs really kind of violently, like, not super violently, but more aggressively than you would expect. And he's an Asian student who doesn't speak English. Is he saying things to him? Yeah. He's trying to talk to him, but he's not speaking English. And I'm like, is that why that's happening? I don't know. I... I don't know. I I just I because there are some problematic things I think around the framing of the the way they talk about Vietnam in this. I feel like they didn't even talk about Vietnam in this. Oh, there's a point well, where they talk about this person like killing an entire enemy village, and I'm like, that's not. Mm, villages were not the enemy, so. That's this entire show is problematic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were they gonna? I can't even imagine 
this show with Matthew Broderick in it. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine everything's the same, but it's just <laughs> Matthew Broderick in it? He's taking out a pic like a picture of him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, Matthew Broderick Ew. Yeah. I mean I feel like I'm gonna that karate just chop him in the hat. <laughs> Well, would he have done that, like, terrible green screen, like, <laughs> opening, even though I personally love it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's so amazing trying to imagine Matthew Broderick doing some of these puns and then having to just be like... <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have to do that. But, like, if it was literally the same script, the jokes are going to land the same. I want to believe it wouldn't have been the same script, even though maybe it would have, because it would have been the same showrunner. It was never John Hughes involved in it, so who knows? Who knows? Anyway, are you ready for me to spoil the show by doing the recap? Well, do you have any more content warnings? I or? don't, but if you do. No, I mean, I was worried about because this is about a custodian. Mm -hmm. But it didn't actually go the way I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Considering, like, I thought they were going to, like, make fun of his job yeah. and this. And they they actually don't really. No. The, Jeannie's a bit, like, Yeah, Jeannie about it. is a little weird yeah. about it. But I also felt like that was in her character to do yeah. that. But, and it's and also, that was also more her talking about the fact that, like, the janitor is standing in for the yeah that that was her general. questioning the reality of the world which is a fair question also it's definitely a fair question <laughs> to ask in this world this yeah. weird bubble world that ferris lives in <laughs> exactly i can't believe matthew Broderick was gonna be on uh -huh. the show yeah yeah which he makes probably, the fact that they chainsaw his picture in half even weirder. They he probably got a DUI on purpose. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean I mean that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say, but I think it was a good career move. I mean Maybe this would have been on for like eight seasons. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe okay. he would have had some influence on, like, the writing or something. Some actors do. Like, Will Smith has, like, his own writer that goes over every script he's in to, be to like, tweak it to be more of a Will Smith movie. To be like, now we're gonna rewrite some of this dialogue. So it's gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, literally, he literally has his own... Like writer that re like does a pass over scripts. To okay, but when did that start? I don't know. Not right it's not away. Like but he like... was on Fresh Prince, like with his own writer. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Like, so I'm saying some writers have people talking about a show that replaced a prominent character, though. <laughs> yep, it, that was pretty problematic. Yep, yep. All right. Anyway, should we do a recap now? Sure. <laughs> All right. Caps on. <laughs> we start with Ferris informing us of two important events. One, the Dean of Students has left the school, and two, Sloane is probably leaving too. But instead of leaving to go to Graceland and work in the uh, gift shop like Miss Anderson, uh, she's going to go to the Performing Arts High School to learn dance. But since Sloane falls over sometimes in the weird little 
tiny videos he has of her, uh, he's, he decides to help by hacking the school and moving her from second to third out of, like, seven on a waiting list, because Ferris is both a monster and bad at it. Jeannie informs us that the new dean is a former marine drill sergeant who's going to put Ferris in his place. This leads to a weird fight between Ferris's mom and dad, which is broken up by another one of Ferris's weird lies. Then at the school, we meet Lou the custodian for the first time. I assume you won't be relevant, regardless of the episode being called Custodian of the People. We learn that not only did Rooney hire a strict drill sergeant to be the new dean, just to get back at Ferris, he also got Sloan into the performing arts school for the same reason. In word processing class, I guess? It seems Ferris hacks into an airport database and sends the new dean to New Zealand in a move that is not only... I think it's a computer glass. Maybe. he's, But he's teaching the word processing part because it's... He, it, he's teaching about the space bar. teaching about the space bar. He sure is. Uh, anyway, in that class, Ferris hacks the airport database and sends the new dean to New Zealand in a move that is not only yet another federal crime, but also likely led to the death of hundreds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ask me later if you want to know why I said that. Anyway, in the meantime, he also decides that obviously there still has to be a new dean, so he decides to convince Lou, the custodian, to take over. But Lou doesn't want to be dean. Uh, he doesn't talk good, and he likes being a janitor. Ferris could not care less about anyone else's wishes and continues with his plans. Uh, he convinces Lou to risk his beloved job for a pair of Lakers tickets. Uh, what his plan is for when the real guy shows up remains to be seen. Lou shows up, pretends to be the new dean, Colonel Morehouse. When Rooney asks what his philosophy is about students, he gives an analogy about cleaning, and Rooney's convinced. Uh, this guy's obviously a genius of discipline. Meanwhile, in case you enjoyed this brief moment of a guy finding a moment of peace in a difficult situation, it's time to focus the show on Ferris. Ferris and Sloan are having a nice day in the park, where he tells her, essentially, Hey, your dream is bad, and you're dumb for having it. You can thank me for saving you whenever you would like. Sloan, for some reason, doesn't take this well. Back at school, Rooney catches a kid in the hallway during class and gives him detention, then lets Lou have a try. Lou gives Jeannie detention, which feels really good to Lou and less good to Jeannie, who seems to be the only person in the school who recognizes that Lou is the janitor. Back to Ferris and Sloan, Ferris has followed Sloan all the way back to the school from the park, trying to explain himself the whole way, which is both an impressive level of indignant stomping and an impressive level of groveling. Ferris manages to somehow say even worse things than before, until she shuts him up by stomping on his foot. Lou shows up in that moment and responds to Ferris's foot stomping by giving him detention, because he's giving everyone detention. What for? Unclear. He just likes giving detention. He also gives Jeannie detention again and decides he wants to have a meeting with their parents. In Rooney's office, Rooney's confused because the hallway seems really quiet. Turns out Lou's reign of terror has quieted down the entire school, which makes it weird that Rooney hasn't ever tried this because just giving everyone detention feels like a Rooney move. Still, everyone's so impressed with Lou, uh, there are talks of making him the principal and moving Rooney to teach Spanish or something. Back to Ferris, he's still harassing Sloane, trying to convince her of why he wasn't wrong. He definitely was, though. Uh, Jeannie and the Buellers have a pair of teacher meeting in which Jeannie attempts to explain the fact that Lou is, for real, not the new dean. Then she realizes that the only way her parents would ever believe that is if Ferris said it, which is how she figures out that Ferris is obviously responsible for this. 
back to Ferris and Sloane, he's still harassing her. It still doesn't work. Then Cameron explains to Ferris that he's upset about Lou, who gave him permanent detention. We also see Lou forcing every student he saw chewing gum to do push-ups. So Ferris decides to talk to Lou, and he's gone mad with power. Uh, he thinks that in time he could work his way to Secretary of Education and control students all over the country. Uh, back in Rudy's office, Rooney has lost it. He's trying to learn Spanish to protect his job, uh, and talking to pictures on the wall for guidance. He's just lost. Uh, luckily for him, Grace knows what he has to do. She knows, just like she knows, that Rooney has always known what he has to do. He has to go to Ferris. So Rooney calls Ferris in and begs for a favor to get Lou out of his job, however Ferris can do it. Ferris agrees on the condition that the school add a dance program to keep Sloane there. Rooney agrees, and it's time for Ferris to pull off some incredibly elaborate Ferris Bueller tricks to save the day. At which point he just talks to Lou and reminds him that he likes being a janitor. And Lou's like, oh yeah, cool. I'll just be a janitor. And he's just happier for it. Ferris goes home to vacuum up uh, his already impossibly clean room. Uh, tells us that Sloane's staying now for this miraculous dance program that's just been created instantly. And tells us that Jeannie has seemingly endless detention that lasted for Jeannie and no other students in the school. And the moral of this story is, as always, a cab. Because Lou is cool till he becomes a cop. The end. <laughs> Don't forget to look behind things. What would you like to talk about? So much. Thank goodness. Thank goodness your part is over. It's going to be <laughs> me from now on. Yeah, go. Do it. You're already interrupted. <laughs> okay. Yes, the whole thing about Miss Anderson being mm -hmm. the dean of students and how, like, warm and sweet and clueless she was. Mm -hmm. So, basically, Ferris could get away with murder. Yeah, pretty much. A literal thing that Rooney asked him to do <laughs> when he's very desperate. He's like, you can just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, um... Yep. Ferris, are you recording this? Because that is illegal. Yeah. This is you definitely could just get rid of Rooney. Yeah, you definitely just suggested this is conspiracy to commit murder. Like, But there's this whole thing about like her going to a better place, and it sounds mm -hmm. like she's passed away. Right. But she's just working at the gift shop in Graceland. Yeah. In again. Graceland. Elvis taunting us. Yeah. Again. It's just everywhere since we said he's, he, no, he's not relevant, nobody talks about him. Granted... This show is from 1990, which is when we were still seeing things like Full House that referenced Elvis. Oh, right. But yeah, still, I mean, Elvis was more relevant in the 90s. Yeah, but still, the fact that it showed up in this show. Like, all the places... Okay, what is this thing that Miss Anderson has sent to Ferris. It's a, it's a mini guitar that uh -huh. seems to spray water it's a out squirt of it. Gun. But also um seems to say the Bueller thing out of it. <laughs> it does kind of seem like that, yes. He's like strumming it and it's like Bueller. <laughs> and I'm like Uh-huh. Very strange gift. It is. It is strange. Okay. I don't, I feel like this is such a weak premise for an episode, yep. trying to convince your girlfriend to not go to, like, that she's a bad day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He also says at one point that 
he doesn't want her to leave mm-hmm. and that and then she's like whatever yeah and because i don't know she's why already he, mad at him i don't understand why he just didn't say that yeah. to begin with yeah hey those of you that didn't listen to our fraser podcast i'm gonna continue a thing that we said then just say the thing so much conflict goes away if you just say the thing instead of trying to solve the thing without saying it I do like the phrase malicious intent to dance. <laughs> yes. Which sounds like they're like the crime. And I was like, it's not really crime. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, and I was just like, why can't you just be supportive? Uh huh. It doesn't matter if she's good at dancing. Mm-hmm. And how can she ever improve if she doesn't go in the dance program? Right. And it's just, silly yep. it's just very silly to me and mm-hmm. i find it creepy that he has all these videos of her dancing like yeah. wh- where is he is he like constantly filming her that's <laughs> weird and then mm-hmm. two is he putting the clips on youtube like what is <laughs> going on yeah i don't know i mean she does knock the camera down which implies that she has to be aware of there being a camera there because like she is interacting with it. She bumps into it and knocks it down. So she must know that there's a camera. But it's, it's probably, still there. She probably falls down because it's in her way. Yeah. Okay, so Ferris, when he's, like, changing the, like, order at home of mm-hmm. her being accepted in the mm-hmm. performing arts school, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not a jerk. I know this is, like, looks selfish, but I'm not a jerk. I just want to be around some more. Mm -hmm. And also, she would do the same for me (laughs) if I wanted to be a mime. (laughs) What? I can't. Yeah, we're all waiting for you to shut up, (laughs) Ferris. Okay. How does... He doesn't really have any friends. Yeah. Like, Cameron is his friend, but not really. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. You know what it is? He's a megalomaniac and a cult leader. He makes people love him, but he doesn't actually care about anyone. He just cares about getting what he wants. Like, is he not essentially a cult leader? (sighs) Is there not I a- was not prepared to go down this road. <laughs> I have not written my argument for this. I mean, he's not trying, like... A lot of cult leaders don't look like they're trying no, to be No, I think he's more... He's more like a serial killer. A lot of cult leaders end up being serial killers. <laughs> But I, there's something like charismatic, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's gonna end up being president. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's my point. But Jeannie, you know, was threatening Ferris at the table with the new dean of students, mm-hmm. who's a former marine, and says that he's gonna, you know, gonna bury him six feet under. <sighs> Mm-hmm. And then he says that thing like, I love when you talk dirt to me. I know. It's and so I'm like, weird. That is a weird thing to say to your sister, but yeah. he's liter he literally means dirt. Yeah. And I actually think 
it's funny, but right. it's also weird. It is weird. And also, in that scene, when she's saying that stuff, then their mom tells Jeannie to, like, let him eat. And then the dad is like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. stomach. And I'm like, okay, I agree with the thing that the mom says about that being, like, a very 50s sort of, like, thing to say. But also, why does his sister... Why are you telling his sister that? Like, it's... The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. She, he's saying that to his sister. That's the thing about, like, getting a man to love um, you through making okay, him food. Okay, can you not think... Do you not think... I'm sorry, I gotta talk about family ties. Do you <laughs> not hear Alex P. Keaton also <laughs> saying this to Mallory? He would no, totally say that. No, but this is the dad saying this to Mallory about Alex. Oh, the dad wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's what's weird about no, it. No, but it's the dad... suggesting like, that, like, the sister could the, get to Ferris's heart through his stomach. It's like, why? She hates him and is his sister. There's multiple reasons this is a really weird thing to say. This entire family scenario is strange. And also, what the heck job do the parents have? They're like <laughs> business people? Yeah. They do business. Okay. I have to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think parents get called in the middle of the school day like this. They might be called to show up or be talked to. I just... Mm -hmm. Parents are constantly being called. Mm -hmm. Parents do not have the time. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the time to go there. Right. That's why they're so upset. No, but they wouldn't have shown up in the first place. <laughs> they would not have shown up. And I also just hate the mother who is mm -hmm. like, Ferris wouldn't have made us do this. Yeah. And I'm but like... If what she's saying is true, then that's because Ferris is a manipulating, like... Yeah, but he he's also manipulated the parent. The yeah. parent the the mom loves Ferris. Oh yeah, yeah. The dad likes Jeannie, right? The dad definitely still prefers Ferris over Jeannie. He's nicer to Jeannie. He's he's definitely less awful to Jeannie than the mom is, but he still favors Ferris. He's nicer about the way he favors Ferris. I just Ferris. don't understand. Did he put a magical spell <laughs> on this entire town? Are they under some kind of magic? Yeah, I don't know. And under, like, under his... Maybe he is a cult leader. Maybe You're right. You're right. It's a... <laughs> it's, that's it. That's the only... That's it. If this isn't a dream, then he's the sort of charismatic leader that is leading, ends up leading a cult. So... Yeah, when he goes to school, yeah, after he says a weird thing to his like, Ferris says that thing about how he, like, ran to the reverend whatever uh -huh. at the mall or something, yeah, and yeah. he was like, oh, he told me what a good job he you did raising us. Uh -huh. You know, instilling good values in your children <laughs> right. or whatever, and they're like, oh, mm -hmm. let's make another baby right now on the kitchen <laughs> counter. Yeah, which ends a fight that they were having. And, but it's, which I have to say, it's the first time in this entire show that F Ferris has done something like Not seemingly selfish. kind, and he does it by again telling a weird self-serving lie about mm -hmm. how good he is. Mm -hmm. 
it's nice. It is a nice result, but it's still him telling a lie so about how I great think, he is. I what I think the show is mm-hmm. is old man Ferris Bueller <laughs> looking back uh-huh. on his life uh-huh. because he has become Scrooge. <laughs> And is alone and isolated. And he was like, this is how it all started. Uh Uh-huh. This is Uh how I got to be this way. Mm -hmm. In my tall tower alone, haunted by the ghosts on Christmas. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, this is him imagining what he maybe could have done. But I like it better this way. That makes more sense to me. Yes. Um, I do like when he shows up at school and Sloan is so excited to have gotten into the performing arts school. Yep. Ferris is not nice about it. Nope. And then Rooney, like, goes up to him and is like, no, your girlfriend's gone and the the new dean of students, Mm -hmm. your reign of terror is going to be over. (laughs) Right. Okay. I mean, I know you're saying he's a cult leader, so he's John Bly confirmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he said, Reign of Terror. He did, yes. So, I'm assuming the orb is somewhere. Oh, yeah. This kid has the orb, 100%. That, that makes sense. He used the orb to make himself younger. Oh, you told me that there's something you wanted to say about this episode. Did you already say it? The thing about Ma- Matthew Broderick? Was that the... Oh, do you mean the thing about how there was he definitely like, killed a bunch of people? No, you said <laughs> in the first 20 seconds of this episode you had to do some research oh, oh, and that oh, you noticed something. That. Yes, yes, And yes. I'm kind of getting past the beginning, no, so I want I to go back. Go- I was willing to go back and just talk about it later. Yeah, no, uh, okay, yes. Last night when we were prepping our notes, you wanted me to watch the first 20 seconds of the thing because of the Graceland thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you did your notes. I would prep for them and then finish them today. Regardless, nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> uh, a thing that I noticed before the Graceland thing even happened is <laughs> last week we were talking about how Ferris seemed like such a like the such the target audience for like CK one that they probably made CK one by like uh, by like extracting his the essence of this smarmy kid to create it. <laughs> One of the first things we see him do, first he puts on his Rolex, right. and then he grabs a little bottle of cologne, shakes it, dabs it on his neck, and sets it down. And I was like, is this CK1 that would be incredible? So I looked into it. One, no. CK1 came out in 1994. Oh, so this okay. This is from 1990, which means the theory about it maybe being a distilled extract of this kid stands. It could still be that. Okay. But, because... Anyone listening to this who didn't listen to our Fraser podcast might not know that I, a thing that I would always do is track what drinks they had on the show, which means that whenever I see a unique bottle in anything now, I find myself drawn to like figure out what this bottle is. Okay. Was it Brute? It was not. That also would have worked. So would have Tracarnoir, not that either. It's, I believe, it's not clear, but I believe it's. Halston Z14, which you can still get, but was clearly much more popular. It's start it's something that, that people started using in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was clearly much more po- like popular still in the, in the 80s, late 80s than mm-hmm. it is now. Mm-hmm. But it still exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe 
I believe the actual cologne he's using is Halston Z14. Okay, well, if you want to smell like Ferris, now you know. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but that's the thing I wanted to mention is because I I've just I'm drawn to I'm I'm drawn by a weird bottle to figure out what it is. Love a weird bottle. Love a weird bottle. Okay, now we can talk about the computer class. Like, uh-huh. it's funny because e- everything in this episode, like, happens really quickly. Yeah. There are a lot of just, like, here's this, here's this scene, here's mm-hmm. this scene, here's mm-hmm. this scene, mm-hmm. and it's just constantly yeah. changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the com- computer class is weird. I do kind of like the joke that the teacher says about the space bar. It's on a place you stop <laughs> on the way to Mars or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know it's such a dad joke, uh-huh. but he seemed really happy when he said he did, it. He did, and that's, I agree. that is part of the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, when you seem amused, mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Also, you know, what's going on with this person? <laughs> you know, <Teacher>? like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not a good, this is not a good high school to teach at. <laughs> it's not. I mean, the principal. Is terrible. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm a, I'm about it, but it is weird how Ferris is like. I don't need this class. I'm already a one hacker. A one. Yeah. I love yeah. steak sauce. <laughs> I mean, that does also mean that you're very good. So yep. it works. But I okay. Cameron doesn't know where Auckland is, and yeah. also okay. You cannot. No one's going. I don't remember where his flight was from. Portland. Oh, okay. He was flying from Portland, Portland to but a stopover in Oakland. Oakland. You cannot go Portland to Auckland. Like, okay, this is what I was going to talk about. Okay. Because. Is this why you're changed- bringing up loss? No. I mean, that was Australian <laughs> flight. Yeah. Which, I mean,. It's a very similar flight pattern. But regardless, he doesn't... Because the thing is, he just changes Oakland to Auckland. The flight number is on that the, th- the screen that he's in. That doesn't change. Which means, in Portland, a plane is going to be fueled up to go to Oakland. And then, try to fly to Auckland. And crash into the ocean. Because it doesn't have enough fuel. They got a good tailwind there, so they can just <laughs> kind of drift in. They drift in. Uh-huh. Um, not to mention, they'll probably send out the, like, trance and... <laughs> <laughs> they got a long ways to go from Auckland to a few hundred miles away from Portland. No, they're there to catch the plane. I'm saying when so it's they have going to... into Auckland. <laughs> I'm saying it's not getting anywhere. running out of fuel. It's <laughs> this could not happen. Of course not, because that's just. I know it's just so silly. Yeah, we didn't know anything about technology in the night. We didn't even know what a space bar was. Apparently, <laughs> I'm just saying because he doesn't change it to like a different flight. Where he's going to Auckland, which implies he's changing the flight pattern for, like, the plane. The whole plane. 
trying to go because it becomes flight 54 becomes instead of a flight from portland to oakland becomes a flight from I portland don't think to this oakland. would work of course it wouldn't work there's so many reasons it doesn't work um okay so anyways i do like when cameron's like you're making him go to canada <laughs> um and he doesn't say get a map or no. look at a map he says get a globe get a globe get a globe <laughs> and i like that more people should say get a globe <laughs> just sort of in general get an orb get an orb <laughs> <laughs> and then we have this thing where ferris is you know trying to convince lou mm-hmm. to be you know colonel moreland mm-hmm. morehouse morehouse mm-hmm. the you know marine mm-hmm. dean of students right and he uses like he's using all these words uh-huh. like cajole mm-hmm. and i don't know i think there's like another one yeah. there's three that he defines which okay. are persuasion cajolery and enticement but like does he think we'd don't know what those words mean i think it's part well he later on he says the thing about like he needs an abridged dictionary he needs an unabridged one because he says cleanliness is close to godliness so he needs an unabridged dictionary because an abridged dictionary puts those words too close together (laughs) that's a joke that's the joke Never mind. <laughs> I mean, so we definitely know it's California because Lakers tickets. Right. And the guy from LA Law. There's lots of reasons I should have realized this was in California before now. I thought we said that already. I don't think so. I don't think we've acknowledged it before now on the podcast. And I've just never thought about that. <laughs> we talked about Saved by the Bell being moved to California. But oh. somehow, still, it didn't come up that this was moved to California. We didn't have to. <laughs> I mean, that's where the orb is, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, it is, yeah. Okay, so when Lou goes in there mm-hmm. to talk to the principal to, like, be like, I'm here to mm-hmm. yell at your students, they're, like, talking, like, Rooney, Principal Rooney is mm-hmm. saying, like... He's, like, quoting that person about, like, loving your family, but hide from your students. I miss that line entirely. Yeah. Something about, like, blah, blah, blah said, love your family, hide from your students. We have the students during their worst years. But maybe he's not saying that to him. No, I mean. Um, But then I have the thing about the the floor analogy that Uh it comes up with. and. He's like, you know, you got to clean it up. But it's funny because one of the points he makes is that he's not good at speaking. Mm-hmm. He totally has a different cadence here. Mm-hmm. It's totally not speaking the same. Right. Because the one thing he's good at talking about is being a janitor. So by making the kids an, like, a, making an analogy about the kids being a dirty floor, suddenly he can speak well. It's the only way he can speak well. It's actually the second episode in a row they've done this. Oh, yeah, because that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the other guy, yeah. the, like, class president. Yeah. Um, whose name Shred. I already... Yes, Shred. Sh- Shred, yeah. Who suddenly became, like, a really good speaker and now is not in the episodes. I wonder 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, when Ferris and Sloane are on that, where they are on that walk with the ducks? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Is that on school campus? Where are they? No, they're like in a park or something. They've but just... that's like during the school day. Yeah. Because they just leave during the school day. Because that's what they do. How do you... Does no one watch the parking lot? <laughs> I mean... I don't, I don't know, because I never... I didn't go to, like, a big public school, which I feel like this is what this is. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a good reference to that. Mm -hmm. I mean... When I, w I I went to a public high school and uh, for a couple of years, but at the I I don't remember what would have happened at the time if you just decided to leave. I think your teacher would have noticed that you weren't in class. Is the thing they'd mm -hmm. have been like, "Hey, this student just isn't here," because the show treats it like you only do like a roll call thing during the homeroom and like i guess you do the actual roll call then but you'd still notice a, a teacher's still gonna notice if you just aren't there during the class i mean did they not do a roll call at the beginning of each class i don't remember no i don't think so but they're still gonna know that you aren't there huh okay and be like hey where's this student i mean i think they do do that like in Ferris Bueller the movie. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah, but I feel like that's only in... One, once again, only at the start. No, I meant like... The teachers seem to know that Ferris isn't there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. acknowledge yeah. that. Right. So... Yeah, it is kind of weird how... Principal Rooney is just handing out the, like... Demerits or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, the detention slips. Right. And then it's like, Lou, it's your turn. Yeah. Room 33. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jean is on the phone. But how could she even be on the phone in the hallway on, like, he he's always there giving out detention yeah. slips in the hall constantly already. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, if you know that, why would you not... Why would you ever do that? Like, if you know that he's constantly giving detention to anyone he sees in the halls. Because she doesn't care because she just balls it up. True, and it's yeah. like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, Granted, she does that because she, as she's the only one who seems to be aware that she's being given detention by the janitor who doesn't have the authority to give the detention. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what What even is, th what is this? You're you can't do this. You're just, like, you don't have that authority. Right, right. Oh, and she's the only one that recognizes yeah. it. Yeah. Also, that line that Ferris says to Sloane about, like, I love you and I don't want to see you make a fool of yourself. Uh-huh. Wait, does he say he loves her? I think so. I, com I completely... I don't know if he says it to her or just as I mean, an aside. The problem with my notes is that they are not specific enough for that. Mm-hmm. He says, I care about you. I care about you. Okay. Because I was like, did I miss him saying that he loves her? Which I feel like would be a big deal. Why would it be a big deal? Because they aren't really dating. They're barely dating. 
Well, Sloan says, I was worried about going to the performing arts school because I thought that I wouldn't have any time with you. Mm -hmm. And, and, but now I would love to be away from you. Yeah. Sure. Loser. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is like, again, if he had just said. Also, like. When he says this to her at the mm-hmm. beginning, doesn't she, like, throw the books at him? Like, drop his books? Is she carrying his books for him? Oh. Like, earlier? I I, I didn't catch that that's what was happening, but I think you're right, yes. Yeah, and, and she's like, well, you're not gonna carry- I'm not gonna carry your books anymore. Uh-huh. And I, I like this. Mm-hmm. I don't- the thing is, like, Sloane and Ferris don't make up at the end, really. Yeah. There's no resolution there, yeah. but there's going to be a dance class. Right. So, I'm curious what the next episode holds for us. Like, I'm assuming they're just going to make up. Yeah. I don't want them to. I don't either. So, and the other thing is, like, okay, great, they have a dance class now, but guess what? They just created a dance class. This is... She got into... A high school called Performing Arts High School. Mm-hmm. She must have some level of skill that Ferris isn't acknowledging. Why is but she going to stay I would at- assume that it's a magnet school that you can get into if you can get into it. Right, but those usually require some level of... I've seen her dance. Yeah, she so saying- dance. She just, does- she just sends them the thing before she twirls out of the scene and falls over i guess yeah but i'm saying like if you want to be a dancer and you get into performing arts high school and then ocean park high just creates a dance class out of nothing are you going to be like oh okay in that case i'll stay here so i can be with this jerk like no you're gonna go to performing arts high school still the fact that they have a dance like curriculum or whatever great i'm gonna go to this school that is about performing arts still because i got into it if that's my passion that's the yeah, thing i but care I about i think that rooney rooney probably made it so song can't go there now that doesn't make sense right? that he would pull st- th- then again this whole show doesn't make sense so it doesn't matter i'm just saying like Sloane's not going to stay at that school just because they created a, a dance class when she got into the Performing Arts High School. The creatively named Performing Arts High School. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. They're keeping the name under wraps to protect the students. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I love when Grace is doing origami. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a crane to me. Oh, it's definitely a crane. And she was like, it started as a rabbit, but now I'm thinking catamaran. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Grace. I love Grace. Um, I don't like when she goes in there to, like, check on Bruni mm-hmm. since he's, like, maybe going to be fired. Yeah. And he's... Drinking at school, but it's yeah. not. E- he's not even drinking. He's like drinking mouthwash, uh-huh. you know. And she's just like, "Oh no, this is low even for you. Uh-huh. Like you're not doing well." But then he's all like, "You're not a good secretary, <laughs> and I'm yeah. not a good principal." Uh huh. And I'm just like, focus on just yourself. Yeah, 
I mean, I feel like... I... Well, okay. I agree. I also feel like what that's supposed to be is him acknowledging that they kind of both know that. Okay. Being like, you know, and I know, that we're not good at what we do. But we're not going to get to keep doing it if we don't change something here. Right. Right. So, But everything is improved at the school and everyone's so quiet. Improved is a interesting way to describe it. Well, I think that he's all like, what's that noise? What's that sound yeah. of nothing? It's quiet. Yeah. It occurs to me, like, is when Lou's going through and giving detention to, like, everyone, is the implication that that's actually during class? I don't know. That, like, the discipline, without, before Lou started, the discipline is so bad that the hallways are just sometimes full of students who are supposed to be in class, even though sometimes we see it's only, like, what, it's only Genie. We don't see the other side of the camera. <laughs> yeah. It's like a hundred students uh-huh. over there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> also, if you're not watching the show and you're only listening, it occurs to me that the entire everything that we've said changes dramatically if you assume that when I say genie I mean like from Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah, we all know Ferris Bueller the movie with Genie from Aladdin. Uh huh. <laughs> just like... okay. I I mean, there is a parade scene in this, and there mm-hmm. also is a parade in uh-huh. Aladdin. Yeah. So maybe does it the is show, the same. Does the show and the movie? Can you honestly say that they don't make more sense? If there's a genie involved. I mean, Ferris definitely did some, I don't know, made a deal with Sauron or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, they met at a crossroads. <laughs> uh-huh. Are the parents evil? I think the parents are just kind of dumb. No, I think the parents have to be evil. <laughs> The parents have been ensorcelled. Ensorcelled? Ensorcelled. Alright. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna what? allow we it. We learned it from Mario Party. Toad says it. Talk about comics sorceling up the whole board. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, I like when Ferris is driving that, like, cart next uh-huh. to Sloan running. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what's being implied there. Well, Ferris is lazy, like, mm-hmm. can't run. Doesn't well, want to run? She's faster than him, so he stole a cart. But he has all other gears, three gears left. Yeah, which means he doesn't have his license yet, but he can drive a stick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's just a witch. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I Thank the, you. I need the like Bueller. <laughs> I need the like. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I love like he's like I was pretending like I didn't have faith in you, and mm-hmm. and she's like, why don't you pretend you never met me? 
was like, yes. 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 Sloan, keep that energy. (laughs) Hold on to that. Oh, and then they have, yeah, like, the Bueller's, like, showing up for Mm -hmm. Jeannie in the office, Mm -hmm. and it's very just, it's just such a short scene, but, Uh like, she's like a clog sink. (laughs) Yeah. What? Uh Uh-huh. There, um, there is one moment that I love in that. Yeah. When right at the end, like when Jeannie's trying so hard to convince them that he's a janitor, mm-hmm. and the dad is just talking, and, and Lou just sort of stands up and starts wiping some dust on a, like the blinds, mm-hmm. and he just says like, "Dust, we're all just dust." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was poetic. It was. Lou's got a soft side. Yeah. The for being a janitor. Yep. It just goes wrong when he be- they turn him into a well, cop. Well, he's the only he he's the only man that can man the helm. <laughs> uh-huh. I I worded that weird in my notes. <laughs> Cuz he's talking about like he's the only one that control the students at the school. Yeah. Yep. And then he's gonna, you know, cuz he's power hungry. He's like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. The power of writing. Yeah. The slips for everyone. Yeah. So when Sloane is in gym all day, uh-huh. doing these tire drills, uh-huh. m- makes me think of Briscoe County with <laughs> <Right>. the... <laughs> yeah, when the football boys. Yeah, when the football boys were there. But Sloane, like, falls at the end. Okay, did your thing, like, freak... It freaks out during the fall. Oh, no, that didn't happen. You saw the fall? Yeah. Okay. I know we both watched the same YouTube video. We sure did. Mine got like all fuzzy. Weird. I, I don't I remember, rewinded. No, no. I like put it back and it did it again. I was like, oh, I guess I just can't see the fall because like the, the TV got messed up that they're recording on. Weird. I. Unless I just didn't notice, but. Sometimes I just accept, like, weird, like, video artifacts like that as I not mean, thinking they're weird. I mean, it's like, I couldn't see anything, and oh. then suddenly she's, like, standing up like she had fallen, uh-huh. and, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, look, it's basically, let me look at the audience and be like, see, I told you so, she's yeah. so clumsy. Mm-hmm. You can't be clumsy and dance, even though I've seen Dave dance so many times. <laughs> Dave is a great dancer. In fact, you can be clumsy and dance really well because you're you're focusing on your dancing. Yeah. Like also you can just learn to move your body and not be clumsy mm-hmm. and uh, just, ugh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the principal when he because they're talking like the superintendent is mm-hmm. like so happy with you know the new dean of students mm-hmm. and you know telling grace like there's an opening in the language department or something mm-hmm. or like and he's like oh no yeah i'm gonna lose my job yeah and you should yeah there's um, definitely plenty of reasons why rooney should lose his job it's not because of this. It's not because they put this guy in charge who just gives everyone detention. But I, I just love when Grace is just like, you know what you have to do. Yeah. You have to talk you have to get Ferris. You have yeah. to get Ferris to yeah. fix this. Get Bueller. 
It's so good. Where, and then he's talking about how, like, everything is one big happy family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you and know. And then Ferris is like, ah, dad. Oh, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> that and was then, funny. You know, and then he's talking, like, you know, a visitor, a certain visitor has overstayed their welcome. We don't need to say his name. <laughs> right. We all know right. who it is. You can murder him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, do what you have to do. Kill him if you have to. Like, Bruni literally <laughs> suggests, he doesn't even just hint at it. He straight up says, kill him if you have to. And then Ferris is like, I'll kill him for you if you do one favor. <laughs> Dance. Oh my god. Dance. Oh my gosh. I love Rooney. Rooney's like, dance? And then he gets up and he does this little dance. dance. Oh, the dance is so good. The dance is excellent. Yeah. You know what? Okay. The dance is the whole app for me. Yeah. Like, he could go to performing arts high school, right? (laughs) Yeah. Move him up on the list. (laughs) The thing is, like, there's a lot about this show where, like, the writing is just weird and sometimes bad. But some of the performances of it are great. And I yeah. think, like, this actor who plays Rooney, and I know him from, like, a bunch of things. I just, again, bad names. It's, I want to say, like, Richard Real or something, but uh, I could be entirely wrong. This dance that he does in response to Ferris saying this is so good and I love it so much. Like it's so ridiculous because all Ferris really means is that he wants the dance program. Yeah, he and then after Rooney does a dance, he's like, I want a dance program. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But he doesn't really say like yeah. Ferris doesn't acknowledge that he did a little dance. Yeah. And he's like, oh, right. Yeah. I knew that. Yes, of course. I was obviously. The exact same thing. We'll, obviously. we'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think it's funny because Ferris has this whole thing like he knows at some point that he's sort of made this monster out of Lou. Right. And and he even asks us. Yeah. For ideas. <laughs> right. He's like, any ideas of how I can make mm-hmm. this not a problem? Mm-hmm. And, um, but then is able to turn it around somehow with, like, in the bathroom with some urinal cakes. Yeah, all he has to do is say, hey, you like being a janitor? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. Turns out. Okay, how he really tricks him is saying, you don't really want to be all those things because you'll never be able to do anything else. Yeah. Like, don't you want, you want to spend time with your grandchildren. Yeah. And then I love when he, like, backs up and he's like, these are my children. Yeah. The, like, toilets. Yeah, the urinals are his grandchildren. Yeah. And he wants to spend time with his grandchildren. And that's all it takes. And then he go and like, oh yeah, when he he like backs up to the water yeah, thing, yeah. and he's like, "This is your bathroom. This yeah. is your th- this is and your that- towel dispenser. This <laughs> is your sink. This is your water. This is your Waterloo." <laughs> oh, he does say this yes! is your Waterloo. Lou. Oh my god. Oh my god. I because he's been saying he was first. He was saying he was the colonel, and now he's mm-hmm. saying he's the general. The general. And 
And he's like, this is your Waterloo. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I mm-hmm. totally missed that. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> like, I legitimately, I can't decide if I feel like that's a good joke or a terrible joke, but like, oh my god, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's, oh my god, I totally missed that. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so I do think Ferris learns a lesson, mm-hmm. kind of, which mm-hmm. is that, you know, caring about your friends means letting them succeed or fail on their own terms. Mm-hmm. Which I don't entirely agree with, but in this case I do. Never give directions in life unless you're random McNally. Rand or McNally. Is that what it is? Yeah, because it's Rand McNally. I thought Rand... Yeah, I thought it was Rand McNally, but then I listened again, and I was like, is it random? No, he's saying Randor McNally. Okay. And it sounded... It did sound like random, but he's saying Randor McNally. Okay. Because that's like the map... Those are like the travel guides. Right. And they do maps and stuff. So that's why he was saying, don't give directions unless you're Randor McNally. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back at Directing People episode four. Of course. Of course you will. That's... Unless that's when Matthew Broderick comes back. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be amazing. Okay, something I just thought of when you were talking about, you know, when Lou's clearly gone mad with power Mm -hmm. and... Oh, we we didn't talk about, like, when he goes on the roof? That's when... That's what I was talking about. Because Ferris goes... Because... Lou's up on the roof directing the kids that were, like, chewing gum in their push-ups as punishment. Uh-huh. That's when Ferris goes up to talk to him. And at the end, when it becomes clear, like, Lou has, like I just said, gone mad with power, he turns to us and is like, you have any ideas? But that gets back to what I was saying before about how the fact that we're now acknowledged as, like, a physical person with a presence in the area. The camera in that scene sees Ferris come up out of the, like, ladder Mm -hmm. or whatever onto the roof. Which means, whoever we are, we were already standing there behind Lou, waiting for Ferris. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Lou's there doing all Well, we went up first to get the shot ready. (laughs) Right. But that means that in that scene, there's a person standing there. Yeah, it's Rooney. Just... (laughs) Ready ready to give the detention. I love the... That, uh, I mean, not Rooney, um, Lou, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the colonel, uh, is up there, and, like, as soon as Ferris says hello, he, like, turns around, like, like, detention! Yeah, he's, like, waiting, it's, like, it's almost like it was a trap. Yeah. To get Ferris up there just so he could hand him another detention slip. But it really doesn't make any sense, everyone, like, getting the detention slips. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, why didn't we get detention? We're hanging out there just staring at Lou. We're an adult. <laughs> we don't go to the school. <laughs> so what are we doing there? What's going on? Who are we? We are filming Ferris. Also, <laughs> we are um, the therapist uh-huh. that Ferris is talking to uh-huh. because this is that game. That game. That game. The game. The game. Growing my grandpa? <laughs> what what game? What yeah, you... grow my grandpa. I don't know what game are you talking about? Which one? I wanna call it Dream On, but that's an Aerosmith song. 
The one. They're in the woods. In the cabin. Until dawn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Our teeth are so weird. Anyway, find our YouTube channel. Watch the YouTube series of us playing Until Dawn. You'll get what I mean. Anyway, his teeth are so weird in that game. I'm just saying, every, t every time he turns to the camera to say something to us now, you have to assume there's a person there. It, just standing there, watching the whole thing happen. It's actually, when they show it, it's like, when you play the that one, the original, like, Slenderman game, <laughs> you know, where you're in the woods with the mm -hmm. flashlight, and when you, he's, like, close by, and starts, like, wiggling at you in the woods. <laughs> yeah, at any moment. I just assume that, that the Slenderman is there, just wiggling, wiggling. Oh my god, yeah. Like, any time... He turns to the camera to say something. If the camera turned around, it would just suddenly be like, like mm -hmm. vibrating, static. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's why it never turns around. That's why you never see. Us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I just, it does kind of have that vibe of I'm retelling the story to someone, to mm -hmm. a doctor, to a someone. Mm -hmm. It does. Except when he says those things, he doesn't know what's going to happen yet. But he has orb powers. <laughs> he knows all. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, this is pretty early in his <laughs> 2,000 years. I was like, at this point, that means he would have had it for almost, he, like, he would have had it for like 97 years. Yeah, that's like barely anything. <laughs> he had a 2,000-year like, reign. He had it for like a few seconds and was able to like make himself impervious to bullets and... Yeah, do force then, pushes and all kinds of things. What? Do a force push. Anyway. Oh, this is the second time on this show that they've portrayed detention as a thing where, like, you get checked in, and then that's it. No one ever checks on... Nobody's watching the room. Nobody's, like, in there with you. They definitely have somebody, like, uh, someone in there. Yeah. Because, like, what do they do? Stand outside the door and wait f for, an, for an amount of time to make sure you don't come out and then leave? everyone would just talk in there. Yeah. Also, what are you supposed to do in detention? Like, how is that supposed to help you? Like, your homework or something? Uh, yeah. You're su just supposed to... It's a punishment where you're supposed to just not like be there and be quiet, think, I guess. I don't think a detention helps you, like, get your behavior on track. No. I would feel like it would just m make it even harder to get your behavior on track. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's almost like prolonged incarceration is not actually helpful for uh, improving no. like somebody's uh, like life. Well, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. Also, Rooney's like, why is a school so... Why why are these schools so scary? Like I no wonder no one wants to go to school. Scary how? You're gonna get detention just for like <laughs> existing out in the world. You I'm, can't chew gum. What are you talking about? Well, the, I think the chewing gum thing is because he's a janitor and he doesn't want people putting gum under the desks and things like that. Well, so he's really strict about those sorts of things. Most people would not put gum under a desk. Right. 
but some will, and so he's got a vendetta. Who are those people? Have you put gum under a desk? No. Not some people- you. Oh. I meant the person standing over there filming us right now. <laughs> he doesn't even have a mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just ignore him. He's not chewing gum. Chewing something. How is he chewing? He doesn't have a mouth? I don't know, but he is. So just don't look and don't think about it. Um, (laughs) Okay. Ferris is confused why the ducks don't like the pate. Oh, yeah. I was just like... (laughs) But, uh, I mean, pate is goose. Yeah. They would eat it. I I bet you anything a duck would eat a pate. They'd eat a pate right up. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder they're gonna... It's... I just don't think they would know. And also, yeah. they probably eat bugs and stuff, so it's just me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they wouldn't eat it, but, like, it's a goose. It's not a duck. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, I'm just saying, that's a weird line. No, that's but like, they did it on purpose. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like. I, I was, like, kind of amused by it, but also, like, kind of creeped out by it. And also, like, Ferris, what are you thinking? Of course, you don't feed pate to, to ducks. There's so many reasons not to do that. Luck. Pate was cheap at the market that day. <laughs> what would that matter? His parents can spend $250,000 on bail because of a prank. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> I mean, Jeannie's in the next episode, I have to assume. Then again, maybe got out with some er, er, cosmic, fantastic cosmic powers. She has cosmic powers, too? Oh, sorry, sorry. She's Obviously, she's a genie, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. She probably used one of her wishes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just like, kind of like air. When you're yeah. like, he's like, you're kind of just wiggle through the bars and yeah. get out of there. And, and make himself little. He can change shape and stuff. Like, he could turn into a camel? Ed Sullivan sometimes. Oh. <laughs> you, know how, you know how kids in the 90s loved an Ed Sullivan joke? expect from an alien i don't remember what i don't know the name of the planet where like more comes from do you know mork as in mork and mindy it's mork for mork it's literally what he's referred to as like all the time oh like yeah mork from orc yeah the planet's called Orc? Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's spelled with a K, but yeah, he's Mork from Orc. Didn't know that. Yeah. Is he like the little prince? Does he just live with himself and <laughs> a little rose or something? No, I, I just recently saw a thing where he's talking to like a group of like three people that all have one name. Okay. That's like how the show would end. He would okay. give like recaps about what, what he happened? did mm-hmm. and learned about humanity mm-hmm. i guess i only know this from this video i just watched and i can't even remember what the video was right now but it was i think talking about you can't remember anything right i know now. it's weird i know i'm just glad lou kept his job oh yeah i was so worried it was I... gonna end with him losing his job Me because too. he like 
legit he says to ferris like he would be putting his job at risk well he definitely you definitely think when he's talking to principal rooney when he first gets there that rooney recognizes him Mm -hmm. because he's giving the floor analogy right and then he like opens the door and he's like and you're like, oh no, is he gonna get kicked out? Yeah, he like and, yells and at he, Grace, yeah, who brought and, him into the room. Yeah, and, and Grace is like, you gotta write this down. Yeah, you gotta write this down, Grace. Get in here. Yeah, I don't know how to use a pencil. I only got two. <laughs> no, oh, I was gonna point out, he's got so many more pencils now. Great. He's got so many more pencils and a couple of pens. He can throw them in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, this was a weird moment, and I. Don't know if you rec- understood what was going on okay. here. When Rooney's like drinking the mouthwash, and he's mm-hmm. all upset, and he's trying to teach himself Spanish. He gets up and he starts saying like talking to somebody named Philip and asking for advice. And it's a picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. He just starts asking. I thought Philip. it was a superintendent. I don't think so. I feel like this was somebody who would have been recognizable when this aired. He's also got a picture of like George Bush on the wall. Okay, I mean, that was the president at the time? Yeah. So... He starts asking Philip for advice, and I'm like, who is this Philip? Oh, was he the, like, board of education? Was he the, like, education person then? Maybe, but would audiences recognize him? I don't know, but doesn't it say his name on the thing? It does, but it's too low res, I couldn't read it. Mm, you didn't do enhance. You didn't send it to the FBI, <laughs> to their labs, to be enhanced. Nope, I didn't. I feel like there are ways I could figure it out, but I, have n- I, I just, I tried to find it and I couldn't. I have no idea who this was. Black Phillip. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's I mean, it. we already said there was, Janie was a witch, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, he said Ferris was a witch because he drives stick. Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe this is just a show about witches. It could be. It could very well be. Anyways, I don't know who Philip is. I just assumed that it was like a superintendent or someone at the school Mm -hmm. that he admired because he definitely sucks up to the superintendent. Right. But I don't think we've heard that name before, so I feel like you wouldn't. He wouldn't just ca- casually talk about Philip. I don't know. Did you do any research like you did? I tried. I couldn't find it. I'm you saying. couldn't find a Philip in the Bush administration. I, I mean, I could do more research. I'm this saying this isn't like Prince Philip, is it? I don't think so. That would be weird. That would be weird. I don't know. What I'm saying is, it was a weird moment. It was also a weird moment, regardless of who Philip is. Well, I found it to be really funny that, like, he, he's you think, like, he's drinking in school because he's drinking the mm-hmm. mouthwash, like, right. in the brown bag. Right. Um, but also that he just ha- he just smells really minty. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... I know that people drink mouthwash, but, yeah. like, I think that... But I do think it's funnier that it's mouthwash. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's just because it's a parody of him yeah. kind of losing himself and right. like feeling like he's being rejected or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like everything is so over the top in the show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I always say this, but Ferris is absolutely the worst. Like of all the characters on this ep- on this show, Ferris is just awful. I mean, yeah, but Rooney is also awful, and so Rooney is Lou. Is, I mean, 
Lou gets pushed into a place of power that then corrupts him. And that's done by Ferris. Ferris makes Lou into a monster that he never wanted to be. It was always there. It was always there. The power did it to him. I'm saying Lou never wanted the power. He was forced he into it. stolen those detention slips at any time in the office <laughs> and could have been handing them out. He could have, but then he would have been dressed as the janitor and everyone would know he was the janitor. It's only because they think he's the dean that they accept it. Was the other dean handing out? She was the one in charge of the detention. Uh-huh. So clearly there was some... She had some power like that. Mm. Rooney was the one handing out the detention slips, but she was, like, still enforcing it. I don't think you can do, like, push-up punishments. Well, he's a Marine, as far as anybody knows. Oh, well. And the Dean of Students, which also... Never been to a high school that had a dean of students. Yeah, what the heck is a dean of students? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was the principal. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I've been to, like, colleges and universities have deans. I've never been to a high school that had a dean. It's funny, because when you were thinking, saying dean of students, I immediately thought of the dean and community. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. A very different energy. <laughs> very different vibe. Different. Yeah, different vibe, for sure. <laughs> but... Do you have anything else? I think that's it. I think so that's you're just going to end with, Ferris is the worst. Yeah. Beholder! <laughs> like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you brought up a lot of the things I was going to bring up, and I said a lot of what I was going to say in mm-hmm. response to it. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else. I took a lot of notes, but there, it's not like the episode's only 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. They pack it full. They sure do. They pack it full with so many Buellers. They do. And we've talked a lot about these 22 minutes also. And they, but they say Bueller a lot in that music. And in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think they went harder on those Buellers than they ever have. The one with the guitar? (laughs) I was shocked. Yeah. Every episode they added more and it won't, it won't be anyone speaking <laughs> yeah. by the end they'll have recorded the whole episode and will be watching it visually but every time they open their mouth it'll leave either be a fa- or a bueller yeah yeah just timed to their mouths moving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god it? that'd be amazing can't wait for it <laughs> <laughs> tune in for episode 13 oh, that's 13 episodes of the show mm-hmm. Oh, how can... <laughs> what is gonna... I don't understand how more show could possibly happen. I thought I the know. show was eight episodes. No, I think they made it to, like, 13. I thought it was eight. I mean, let me check. How can there be 13 episodes of the show? There was supposed to be a lot more. Well, yeah, when there's Matthew Broderick, a real talent. I mean... I'm not saying... I kind of like this actor... I don't think he's doing a bad job with what he's given or anything, and mm-hmm. there's a fierce energy here, for sure, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, there's 13 episodes. The thing is, apparently, even when it was airing, people complained that he played it much more, like, arrogant and smarmy than Matthew Broderick. Like, yeah, that he was is. The he's complaint. more like, um, what's-his-face from Saved by the Bell? 
Yeah, he's very much more Zach Morris. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely more Also blonde. Blonde. It's the 90s. He's wearing khakis. You're a high school student. (laughs) Right. It feels strange. Like, why aren't you in Jinkos like the rest of us? (laughs) Yep. You probably couldn't wear Jinkos at school. (laughs) They they probably were not allowed because they were, like, too baggy and too... voluptuous voluptuous i was gonna say like voluminous yes okay that one yeah that makes more sense than voluptuous (laughs) look i don't know if you've ever seen jinkos (laughs) i have yes i have delicious (laughs) uh all right yeah no that's all the last i got do you have anything else nope Nope, nothing. Nothing ever again for me. <laughs> it's my last episode. Uh, I'm very curious how many, if you've said, I feel like you've said that a number of times before. And also enjoy, which I also enjoy. <sighs> okay, I didn't say that. Um,. I don't have a good closing for this. I hear that you're supposed to let your friends, like, make their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, don't forget to look behind things for mistakes. And <laughs> um, keep buling. Perfect. Alright. And uh, with that, this has been episode three of Ferris Bueller, Custodian of the People. And this is TJ Africade saying, next week, if you're going to hang out with us, maybe dress a little better. Bueller! (laughs) (laughs) We need to just, like, put that, you need to just, like, record that and, like, put it in the episode. A Different Direction is a TGIFRK production. You can contact the podcast at DiffDirectionPod on Twitter or email us at differentdirection at TGIFRK.com. You can also find information about everything that TGIF Arcade produces by following us at TGIF Arcade on Twitter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>